Hi everyone, welcome back to the Wild Womb Podcast. This is episode four. Thank you so much for listening and letting me know what you think. I really love getting feedback and it's so exciting to hear what everyone's getting out of this. Um, I really appreciate it, so please feel free to keep reaching out and letting me know how you feel, um, what you like and what you don't like and what you want to hear more of. It's really helpful and also just so cool to, to hear that people are listening. I'm loving it. Um, This week, I got to talk to Koyuki Smith. Um, She's a birthing from within practitioner and educator here in New York, as well as a baby wearing expert. Um, Koyuki has recently been selected as the birthing from within facilitator for all of New York, which is so exciting. So this was really cool to talk to her. She really, really knows her stuff. Um, I love this conversation. I didn't really know anything about birthing from within until our chat. And this was super informative for me. Um, I had kind of heard about it here and there and thought that it was similar to hypnobirthing or some sort of alternative quote-unquote childbirth education, but I really didn't know at all. Um, And she really lays it out and explains exactly what birthing from within is. Um, It's so much bigger than what I expected, and it's really not very popular here in New York, which we talk about a bit as well. Um, So hopefully this is informative for other people and maybe kind of change your perspective on it or just let you know that it exists and what it is. So as we talk about, this perspective really looks at and fills a lot of the holes and gaps in childbirth education and birth in general. Um, It's really supportive of new parents as they're getting on this journey, but also what I thought was really cool about it is that it's really supportive of birth professionals as well. Um, It's honestly been so refreshing to have this conversation and to learn about all that it is and all that it encompasses. Um, So in this conversation, we talk all about exactly what birthing from within is, how we honor the rite of passage that is birth, and how to move away from the dichotomy placed on birth and outcome-based modalities. So that's something I see all the time, and um, we talk about just like the, the language we use around birth. Um, I know I'm guilty of talking about an experience being empowering and how we really want it to be empowering. And while I do think that 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 word and that outlook is really important, it was interesting to think about it a little bit differently and to think about the fact that when we're saying or placing these positive words on things and trying to help people obtain this idealized version of anything really like beyond birth but putting that something needs to be empowering in order for you to feel good about it um it really it it can be a negative impact i think um i guess which i i hadn't really thought about before talking to kiyuki um it's it's interesting to to take a step back and to think about the ways that we're framing our language and our ideas on birth and really life um, that can kind of mess with us and make us maybe feel like we're falling flat. Um, and I think the birthing from within perspective is really working to change that and to, to honor everyone's experience. Um, this is an education 
I guess, education modality that I think really supports every birth. It's not outcome-based, so it's not saying if you don't have a natural birth and you didn't do it right. It's just this really lovely holistic perspective that helps us dig deep into our experiences and move through them in a way that we feel supported. Um, I loved this. I hope you do as well. Um, if you're a birth professional and you're listening, Koyuki also is offering a Birthing From Within workshop in May, and I'll link that in the show notes if you're interested. And if anybody else, um, a new parent or birthing professional wants to learn more, you can reach out to her and I'll tell you how you can in the show notes as well. Um, anyway, I will not ruin the whole conversation and let you listen to her talk about it she has a lot to say i hope you enjoy this um let me know what you think thanks for listening yeah yeah so i'm a childbirth educator and birth doula and also a baby wearing instructor. Um, but the thing that I do most is childbirth education. And I teach here in New York City. And I teach classes for a couple of different organizations. And then I also teach classes on my own. And the classes that I teach on my own are within the birthing from within model completely. Okay. And then the other ones that you teach for um, different organizations are those also birthing from within or not specifically Um, once you've studied birthing from within everything you do is going to be informed by it but they're not um, shall we say they're not branded birthing from within classes and they don't really make use of the um, the, the teaching methods and processes that often come with birthing from within. Okay. And so I know you're, you're also Lamaze certified. What does that look like? Do you still practice that? So um, Lamaze certification um, is, it doesn't really suggest a method of practice. Um, okay. Lamaze certification the, the education involved in Lamaze certification has a little bit of pedagogy and a lot of, um, you know, just information about birth, how to find, understand, and present evidence-based information about birth. Um, so the idea, it's, it's not as much a thing as you would necessarily be able to identify a specific class as a Lamaze class or not. Um, it's an avenue of certification, and it's a little bit of a stance, but it's not really a teaching method, so to speak, or a philosophy even. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and I know it's, it's different than kind of what, I don't know, is presented as Lamaze with the, just the breathing technique. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about that for a minute? I, I'm able to. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'd be, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious. Cause I, of course. I, yeah, so... Um, Lamaze, a while ago, they had a slogan where they said, we're not your ma's Lamaze. <laughs> <laughs> That's <And> actually great. <laughs> it's pretty cute, right? And it's true that um, there was a time that Lamaze um, education was very focused on the teaching of pretty specific breathing techniques. Um, and you've probably seen it in like romantic comedies or sitcoms at least once or twice, right? Where um, the thinking. person, yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, the he he hoo hoo thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's actually been a very long time now, you know, that Lama's kind of realized that teaching one specific coping technique is maybe not the most effective approach, you know, because if then Absolutely. you go to use that teaching, that coping technique and it doesn't work, well, then you're just kind of out to see. Um, so Lamaze's real focus is on the dissemination of evidence-based information about birth. Um, and that's a very, you know, it's a very wide focus, obviously. So it's, unless someone were teaching a very old model of Lamaze, where they are really just teaching the breathing, generally speaking, you wouldn't be able to walk into a class and identify, unless the teacher used that terminology herself, you wouldn't be able to identify it. Oh, this teacher has trained with Lamaze or not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's more of like a philosophy now. Um, Lamaze (laughs) is an international organization devoted to the dissemination of evidence-based information about birth. Okay. And in training teachers, um, training educators as such. And so that seems to kind of fall in line with birthing from within. Well, it doesn't really interact with birthing from within in one way or another. Um, You know, it doesn't, it's not counter it or with it either way. In a birthing from within class, obviously, they're just like in any class about anything ever. (laughs) There will be information disseminated and... um, you know, um, Lamaze, for some people, the Lamaze training and certification process is the way that they first became able to access and disseminate that information. But you don't have to have been Lamaze certified in order to locate, understand, and disseminate evidence-based information about birth, obviously. Right. Okay. So then would you mind talking about birthing from within and explaining what that is? Yeah, um, you know, there there are short and long answers to that question. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I, I know it's a bit bigger than yeah, very yeah. straightforward answer. Yes, but I'm thinking that I, I'm I'm going to go a little bit for a long answer. How does that sound that's to you? That sounds great. I think that's probably the best way to go about it. Okay, so um, to begin with. Um, I kind of laid this out in my mind as like a one, two, three kind of thing. The first thing I think that's helpful to understand is that birthing from within really proceeds from the question, what does a person really need to know to give birth? Okay. And that's sort of the, the foundational question. And if you think about it for just a moment, that's a really complex question. Absolutely. And I bet it's one that not really anyone could answer real quick. Um, So that's where we're coming from. Um, And then if you think about childbirth education in general, the approaches that people take, because all childbirth educators are attempting to answer that question, right? Um, Yeah. So the approaches that people take tend to um, follow two main tracks. Um, And one is information and one is techniques. And most classes sort of combine those two tracks, right? So information, meaning let's tell you about the anatomy of birth. Let's tell you about medical support. This is what monitoring is. You know, this is what an IV is. This is how an epidural works. Um, And a lot of times with information, you get like a risk-benefit sort of structure and framework. These are the risks of this. These are the benefits of this. This is the natural way that it happens, right? So a lot of information. So there's that. 
And then another track is techniques, right? Teaching people techniques to cope with the sensations of labor, right? Both psychological and physical techniques. Um, prophylaxis against pain, right? Um, mm -hmm. And both of those things are really appealing and they make a lot of sense, right? Um, because when you're about to do something, you need information about it. And we all understand the model of learning information. You know, we all go to school at one point or another in our lives. And we know about taking notes and studying and learning things that you didn't know before and how that can be helpful, right? So mm -hmm. that's appealing and it makes sense. And then the other thing, the techniques, the idea that if we can learn this thing properly and deploy it correctly, right, then good things will happen. And that also makes sense, right? right We've all right. learned how to play a sport or do a dance or something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so we're very familiar with those things. So it's not that they don't make sense, right? They do make sense and it's very appealing. It's appealing to us as educators too. Right, because it kind of boils down to the idea that if we teach our clients or students these things, and then if they learn it properly and deploy it correctly, then things will be better. Things will work better. Right. Otherwise, right. So that's the idea, which this is not a foolish idea. It makes perfect sense. The thing is that anyone sort of who's been in the birth profession, especially birth doulas, people who actually see lots of birth, um, but also sequentially lactation consultants and childbirth educators, postpartum doulas, people who really see lots and lots of folks who have given birth. Um, anyone practicing long enough is going to begin to see sort of the holes in these right. systems, how this is not, those two things together don't really offer a stable system. So if we think about information, right, we can load people up with as much information as we want. First of all, this is the way all classes work. They're gonna forget a lot of it, but let's leave that aside. Let's pretend that they remember every single thing that we say about all the risks and benefits and what is and isn't physiologically expected by the biological expectation of the body, et cetera. Um, let's say that they remember all of that. Is that really how decisions and labor are made? Because we have all the information, right? right. If we have, if we know all the information in our brains, we can make quote unquote the right decision is that really how or labor quote unquote goes well is that really how it works and do the quote unquote right decisions necessarily lead to good outcomes like if we make a decision that looks you know evidence-based or you know that that appears to to go along with what our childbirth educator or doula taught us about at the prenatal meeting does that mean that we're always going to get a good medical outcome from that Exactly. So yeah. That's, Those that's, things are not synonymous. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's one gap that we start to see with the information model. Right. Mm -hmm. And then with the technique model, like a specific way that I'm going to cope with pain that I learned about, or that I'm going to cope with the intensity because I'm not going to feel pain. Right. With this technique model. Um, what if the technique doesn't do what the birthing folks expect it or want it to do? Right. Now what? There's really not necessarily anywhere to turn from there. There's a very fast stop to that, right? Yeah. What if it doesn't do what I expected it to do? Um, and then, second, what if the evidence-based decision or, you know, the decision I made does have a good outcome and the technique did 
appear to quote unquote. So Mm -hmm. externally, my wished for outcomes in this birth were achieved. Does that necessarily mean that the person who gave birth is going to feel fulfilled or empowered or happy about the experience? If you've worked in birth for long enough, you've seen lots and lots of people who appeared to achieve their quote unquote goals that they set out prenatally and the birth appeared to cleave to those ideals. And yet somehow coming out the other end, not feeling the way they expected to feel. Right. And then what do you do with that? (laughs) Well, how did that happen? What was there a piece that was missing from this preparation? Right. right. So it's, there's two questions you can back up in your mind and think, is there a different way we could have prepared this person? And then the second question is what you just said. What do we do with this? How can we help this person move through having had that experience? Yeah. Now? Right. Um, not in the model of, well, did I make the correct evidence based decision and not in the model of, well, did I um, employ the technique correctly and not in the model of did I have externally good outcomes or not? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, those things are often not really the question about birth. Um, And lots of doulas or people who have seen lots of birth nurses, they're going to have an instinctive understanding of what I'm saying right now. Even if they hadn't thought it in their mind, they're going to be like, oh, yes. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah, absolutely. And almost no major training organization is focusing specifically on that sort of gap in what's going on. I think of sort of techniques and information as kind of like, it's like a two-legged stool. Both of those things make sense and are necessary in preparation, but alone, they're not adequate. Right. So what Birthing from Within is really wanting to do is to explore that that area that is going to, maybe tie those two things together and also undergird them in a way that really truly prepares parents for the emotional, relational, physical intensity of the transformation of birth that helps prepare them for that ordeal, for that deep internal experience um, and helps them um, be ready to move through it that's that's what birthing from within looks at and that's sort of the 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 central idea of birthing from within okay that's where it comes from so in a birthing from within class would you you would have both information and technique happening sure i mean people it's helpful for people to know a basic idea of what happens in labor and also the majority of us are birthing in a medical setting to one degree or another. Right. And I'm counting a home birth as a medical setting, you know, because most home births are attended by medical care providers. And if you're birthing in a medical setting, you need to have some kind of familiarity with the language that you're going to be hearing and with the stories that you're going to be hearing, right? Absolutely. How are the, what are going to be the hot topics in labor? It's very likely in many birth settings that, for example, your cervical dilation is going to be a pretty hot topic Yeah, <laughs> during your labor. And so, you know, we don't want to send people in with no sense of what that means. Um, right. So, of course, those kinds of things, definitely. 
Okay. Um, and then also techniques. There's a focus um, on the idea of coping. Uh, so not necessarily the idea of, you know, you hear about pain management techniques or comfort techniques. Yeah. We may or may not expect to feel like we are managing the pain or the sensation or the experience. Mm-hmm. And we may or may not expect to feel comfortable with the sensation or the experience. Um, but we will be coping, right? No matter what's happening, we're going to be coping. Coping means doing something in response to the experience, right, right? right? And so we definitely talk a lot in classes. We practice coping techniques and we do it experientially. Most instructors will do um, holding ice. Yeah, I've done that. I did <laughs> that in my doula training, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just to give a little bit of resistance to what you're doing, because otherwise a lot of these, quote unquote, um, coping techniques are just deeply relaxing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so you need a little resistance. So and there's a lot of study of um, mindfulness and coping techniques in the birthing from within context. Um, but it's not of the sort. Um, it's not of the sort where we're saying, if you do this then this will happen. Okay. If you do these things, then things will go well. Right. And also the corollary is that if you don't do these things, things will go poorly. There's none of that idea. Right. Yeah. And there's no idea that um, you'll really know exactly how these things will look or feel in labor. The idea is simply we're giving you tools to um, give you even just moments at a time limits to suffering rather than pain, right? To be able to move out of suffering, even if you're in pain, even if it's just for a few seconds at a time, um, and to give the partner tools to help the laboring person come back to that um, over and over again. And does that look different or is it like, are there many different ways that you do that? Or is it more like physical or breathing? You know, the the baseline practice that we're really talking about is just mindfulness techniques. Okay. Um, in other words, breath awareness, yeah. mindful breathing, bringing the mind to the breath. Um, and there are a lot of different ways, depending on how long your class is, <laughs> right? <laughs> if your instructor is doing a one-day immersion or a two-day intensive or a six-week class, there are sort of many different angles from which we might um, look at the breath awareness practice. But it's really undergirded in that because... Um, the practice of moving out of suffering is the practice of moving into the present. Right. Right. Because suffering exists in reference to the past and the future. And suffering doesn't exist in this very moment right now. Um, so introducing folks to that idea and helping them through that is really important and is a key part of the birthing from within approach. That said, Birthing from within is not about teaching breath awareness to control your pain and labor. Right. <laughs> right. That's not, that's, it's not about learning the technique and getting it right. Um, and now I'm going to deploy in labor and then everything's going to be fine. Yeah. What I'm really liking about what I've understood about it is that it's not outcome based and that these sorts of things can work for every birth. And that seems to be yes. the ideal. Yes, yes, because a number of things, right, or two different, two different reasons that outcome, sort of outcome-based thinking is problematic. 
One is that we can't guarantee that any given action will lead to any given outcome. That's true in all of life, but it is especially true in labor. Right. And you as a birth doula have <laughs> seen that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second thing is that the ex, and this is an insight that I think a lot of people work many years before they see, unless it's been taught to them, is that the external outcome is not an index of how the person feels about it. Yeah, I think that's so important to underscore, highlight, you know, yell. (laughs) And that's, I've only learned that more doing this project that I'm doing and hearing people's birth stories and the people who said, like, you know, they got exactly the birth they wanted, uh, but still are feeling like a bit of trauma from it. Completely shattered by experience. Absolutely. You know, and the um, other way around as well. People who didn't get what they expected, but actually feel surprisingly empowered about it. And you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's important. And also just this idea, you know, the word empowered is tossed around a lot mm-hmm. in birth. Yes. And of course, we all understand why, especially in this era where we're coming to realize how just functionally disempowered all women are, and especially women of color disempowered in the social sphere and in the medical legal sphere, right? Completely disempowered. So the idea, it makes sense, the idea that we would be seeking an empowering, quote unquote, empowering experience in this, one of the most fundamental rites of passage that can happen. Um, That said, is birth necessarily going to be empowering? Birth so frequently is the opposite. It's humbling. Mm-hmm. Birth brings us to its to our knees. I really like that. With its intensity. Yeah, birth is humbling. And are we going to always feel, even if we felt like we were in the driver's seat with all the decisions, are we going to emerge from birth feeling empowered? You know, the same way you might emerge feeling empowered after you've saved, you know, a few thousand dollars and been able to buy yourself a family vacation. That would be empowering. Yeah. Right. It, this is this is not the same thing. Um, so while I understand the language, and um, it's important to take a really careful look at that. What are we really? Are we really leading women to women and birthing people to expect or desire from the experience? Um, if it's empowerment, then we may be missing the mark over and over again, um, because so much of birth is about the physiological nature of birth, so much of it is about us losing agency yeah. and having surrender forced upon us, having our superego knocked out from under us, yeah. our, ego, our ego knocked out from under us. Is it realistic to believe that if someone goes through, especially if they go through that with no pain medication and and no um, medical support, is it realistic to believe that they're going to come out the other end feeling powerful? Maybe, maybe not. It wouldn't be weird if they didn't. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I would love to see people, because I, I, do, I do agree. I think that the word empower um, means a lot of things, and I think it can be powerful on its own to, to kind of claim that word, but... I do feel like it's it's turned into something sometimes where people are feeling like if that's not the adjective that they can put onto their experience, then they failed. 
And then a real difficulty that we see, it's really interesting. I was actually talking with a therapist the other day who works with uh, women with postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Yeah. And I was talking a little bit about the concept of storytelling. Um, and because storytelling is something that birthing from within uses a lot. Um, and I was asking her a little bit. I was just curious about what she did in within her practice. I said, you know, do you ever use storytelling um, as a way to sort of access different metaphors and understandings of the experience of transformation? And she didn't know what I was talking about. She thought that I meant birth stories. And she said, well, sometimes we talk about empowering birth stories. And then sometimes we also deal with traumatic birth stories. And two things really stood out to me. One is that, you know, the, the fact that storytelling is so often neglected yeah. in our to birth. And I can talk more about that in a moment. But also the other thing that stood out to me was this division as though it were normal between that there's two kinds of birth stories, that there's empowering birth stories and traumatic birth stories. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and that dichotomy itself is problematic. And so when we report someone's birth story and say, wow, this birth story is really empowering, we all know what that means. But it also sets up this possibility of a shadow birth story, right? Disempowering and traumatic. Is it possible that birth stories, many, maybe even most, maybe even all, are both and neither? Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's such a good way to think about it. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> that resonates. <laughs> yeah, it does. This is the thing about birthing from within is for many, many practitioners, the more they listen to what's going on with the birthing from within approach, the more it's really going to resonate. And that happened to me. It's like a bell sort of being run, rung over and over again yeah. in lower and lower tones. And just the more I learned, the more it resonated. And the more overpowering the feeling was for me that this was really the direction that I had to pursue in my work. It makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's powerful. Um, it is. Um, yeah. So uh, would you, would you want to talk a little bit about the storytelling? Yeah. So this is the funny thing about birthing from within. If you just ask sort of casually around, you know, childbirth folks and say, you know, you tell me about birthing from within a lot of times there's this sort of very casual understanding um that it's like super hippie yeah. <laughs> super awesome. like oh yeah you know they make art and they tell stories um and it's really interesting because those things are true we do make art in most birthing from within classes is going to involve an art making process and it's going to involve storytelling um and the reason that it involves these things is because we need processes like this to access other ways of learning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talk about a lot in Birthing from Within this concept of the three ways of learning. And it goes back to what I was saying before about the information and techniques a little bit. Right. right. So we have um, brain learning where we learn facts. Right. And then we also have our, our gut knowledge, like what we might call our instincts, which, of course, are shaped by our lives. You know, the things that we call our instincts are actually a kind of learning that we've done. Right. right. Um, but those two things together aren't really sufficient to navigate an experience like birth. 
Um, and we really need a third way of knowing, which is really deeply knowing ourselves, really understanding this is the way, these are the things that I tend to pursue, right? These are the rules that I have for myself in society, rules that sometimes I learned when I was a very, very little child. Yeah. Um, these are the ways that I, I react to these kinds of information and those kinds of information. Um, so this idea of, of, of a third way of knowing, um, a third way of learning is really central. Um, and we use storytelling and birth art to sort of access that because they're different modes. They turn off in a lot of ways or they bypass that big, huge, upper level, highly developed knowledge algebra brain mm -hmm. <laughs> that we've got out there. And they go into a deeper place. Um, they help us access our subconscious understandings, our subconscious knowledge, um, really deep knowing that we have inside that we hadn't been able to or willing to articulate before. Um, and metaphorical and symbolic thinking in general are really powerful because we're looking at ex an experience that cannot be articulated. Anyone who has seen birth, whether it's medicated or um, unmedicated, you know, vaginal or surgical birth, right? Anyone who's yeah. seen it knows that it goes to a realm beyond words. And these kind of storytelling and art making processes help us access that, access mm -hmm. those realms for people, move them into a different way of thinking and understanding, even if it's just for the duration of the class. Um, so it's really interesting because Birthing from Within does have this rep as being this kind of hippie thing. Oh, those are the girls who make birth art, right? Um, but it's actually it's very so much deeply, more than that. Yeah, it's not only is it more than that, it's a little bit the opposite. It's deeply intellectual, almost yeah. academic um, philosophy of um, the way these processes work and the things that we need to do to prepare for them. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw um, the article, I think it's in last week's New Yorker about fugue states and disassociative states. It's about a woman who keeps walking off and losing her identity, getting lost. I did not see um, that. That's well, interesting. interesting article. It's not directly related to what we're talking about, but there was an amazing quote in that article by the philosopher and psychologist Pierre Jeunet mm -hmm. um, from the um, late 19th. He was working mostly in the late 19th century. And he wrote, um, and he's quoted in this article, and he wrote, personal unity, identity, and initiative are not primitive characteristics of psychological life. They're incomplete results acquired with difficulty after long work, and they remain very fragile. So what this means is that the integrated self, you know, this self that we present to the world and also to ourselves, right? We yeah. experience ourselves as a whole. That integrated self is very delicate. It's not natural. It's something that we have constructed with very hard work and long experience. And it's, it's subject to, um, it's subject to cracks caused by experiences of great intensity. Um, and you know, there's all you know, PTSD is, of that right that's what PTSD right. is really about it's cracks in the integrated self um, and that's what birth is 
the intensity yeah. of birth is more than enough. No matter how you give birth, the intensity of birth is more than enough to create really profound cracks in the integrated self really profound cracks in our understandings of who we are, the understandings that we've lived our whole lives, we've depended upon for our entire lives. So no wonder people are coming out of birth feeling, you know, shell-shocked. Because right Right. now in our culture, some people are receiving no specific preparation at all. Lots of unconscious preparation from TV and movies and books and the things that our aunts and mothers have said. But when people are seeking conscious preparation, classes and things like that, it's often of the sort where it's saying, well, these are the risks and benefits of internal monitoring, or we really need to work on this breathing technique. And we really need to work on how, on the words we use when we talk about the sensations of labor, right? And it's not that those things are unimportant. It's just that those things don't even address, don't even go close to touching this topic of what is going to happen to our internal selves as we move through this experience and how we cannot become stuck in those cracks, how we can move through them and re-become different integrated human beings. What is that going to look like? Right. And that's, that's what we're really thinking about here. So it really is filling all of the holes. <laughs> yeah. That's, or, yeah. Yeah. Looking, at least looking at them, right? Yeah, at yeah. Looking at them. And this, this takes place a lot of rituals in, you know, um, maybe non-Western, non-medicalized, non-enlightenment societies, right? A lot of rituals um, around growing up and giving birth or specific preparations for these ideas, right? Yeah, absolutely. Initiation of moving through becoming. And in our culture in particular, you know, we don't have a lot of those rituals. We have the baby shower, we have the baby registry, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and those are nice community rituals and they're caring rituals and they're rituals in which we come together, but they're not rituals that address you know, this process of birth. They're sort of cute if right. rituals in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right? It's cute, it's fun, it's adorable, it's empowering. Woohoo! Yeah, there's cheerleading rituals, which yeah. has a place. Of course we want to cheerlead people who are about to do something hard. It has a place, but it's not adequate. Right. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I know that um, when I looked at the website, it, I saw the ancient map for modern birth. Yes. So I'm assuming that kind of yeah. talks so the, that. Yes, the idea is, it, this is a, a more metaphorical way of putting it. The idea is we do not currently, we, in, our, in most models of childbirth education, we are not currently providing folks with a map of what labor birth, or even if you don't have labor, right, what birth is going to be, right? Mm -hmm. We're not providing with a map. And people ask all the time in childbirth education classes, lots of questions where they're trying to figure out the lay of the land. Like, is it going to be more like this? Or is it gonna be more like that? Do doctors tend to talk more like this? Do doctors tend to talk more like that? Well, I feel like I I have a choice. How many choices will I have? And what they're trying to do is they're trying to map the experience. And the problem with birth, unlike many other experiences, like 
you know, college or getting a new job. <laughs> the problem yeah. <laughs> is that the unpredictability is so intense that you cannot provide a map beforehand. If you're talking about the medical map, the map of decisions, the map of events that will occur, we don't know. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. It's so how, what, how can we provide a map? And Birthing from Within does that. There are actually physical maps that we can draw for you. <laughs> That's um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that they're metaphorical and symbolic maps that are universally applicable to what's going to be happening to you. And they're instructions, right, on how to move through it, both before but also after. If we look back on the experience, if we're stuck in the cracks, right, mm-hmm. stuck in a, a place of emotional difficulty or trauma, or not understanding, right? These maps provide a way that you can move through them. And they provide a way for people like me, birthing from within practitioners, to help our clients and students and mentees move through those places. Okay. So is this something that people would construct in a class or is it more something that you'd provide? Um, all or of both. the above. There's lots of <laughs> yeah. ways to approach it. We, we definitely draw maps. We draw labyrinths in class. Everybody, you know, drawing, parents drawing them, um, instructors drawing them. And there's also things that, you know, in teacher mode, we might draw on the board and talk about. Um, and there's also internal maps that a birthing from within educator has inside herself, mm-hmm. inside themselves, when they're teaching um, maps of how to move through conversations, maps of how to move parents from one place to another. So map is a really powerful metaphor and symbol in birthing from within. Um, the idea that we can have a map, an internal map for an unknown experience, the external details we don't know, but we have internal maps that will allow us to move through them. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I, I I know when we spoke before, you talked about it being like a really um, immersive experience, the classes that everybody yeah. engages in doing these things and really like digging from within. Yeah. How yeah. do you do that? How does that, how is well, that facilitated? Thing, you know, um, people who do a lot of technique practicing in class, already have a little bit of a handle on this, right? If we're having someone do something with their bodies, their brain is going to be working in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then if we're having you do something with your body, like making art, right? Drawing a thing, right? You're very much engaged, no matter, even if you're like, you know what, this is BS. I'm just here (laughs) because it appealed to my partner. I don't know about this hippie birth stuff, right? If you're doing it, then you are engaged by definition, right? Absolutely, yeah. If your hand is doing it, if your eye is doing it. Um, so it really, in some ways, um, forces engagement with these questions um, in a way that just sitting and listening might not. Um, and because the activities are, um, you know, activities like birth art in particular are metaphorical activities. They just force a leveling of engagement beyond just, you know, practicing a technique because that's not really a metaphorical activity. Practicing a technique, right? You yeah. I got it's it. I don't not it. a I metaphor. Like I don't like it. It works for me. It doesn't work for me. But right. practicing a metaphorical activity, a really uh, symbolic activity, really calls for a deeper level of engagement. And then also birthing from within classes often 
again, depending on the length of the class and what the instructor is thinking is best for you, they often involve storytelling. And we've all heard stories um, that we love hearing, you know, at the very least when we're little children, we all know that experience of being drawn in by a skilled storyteller. We do it at the movies, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. Listening to stories, storytelling and story listening activates different neurological functions. Um, there are studies <laughs> with brain scans. It activates a different functioning of the mind, puts the mind in a different place, in a, a meditative or trance-like place where learning can come more easily and more naturally. Um, so it, a birthing from within class led by a skilled instructor is often a very immersive um, experience, um, an experience that leaves you with your mind in a, in a different place. Okay. So I, of course, like childbirth education is always prenatally done. Yeah. Does birthing from within have a place in the postpartum period? Yeah, it sounds like it does. So I just so, yeah, <laughs> want to make absolutely. sure that's clear. Yeah. So there, first of all, birthing from within recognizes that childbirth education is often, maybe even mostly, not performed by childbirth educators. Mm-hmm. Right. Childbirth education is performed by nurses, by midwives, by OBs, by doulas, by therapists who don't even special in perinatal stuff, but this person happens to be pregnant. That, right. That's my client, right? by fitness instructors, um, by lactation folks, right? So that's the first thing is that we understand that when we talk about childbirth education, we're not necessarily talking about childbirth education class, number one. Number two, just practically speaking, there are three strands of training and birthing from within, and you can select one or more strand. And those are um, childbirth education, birth doula work, and then what we call birth story listening. So that's postpartum work, listening to people's birth stories and helping them um, re-see them and move through them um, rather than being stuck inside them. And so all birthing from within practitioners um, will have um, a baseline understanding of birth story listening and how we work with postpartum folks and really folks who've been through anything difficult. And, you know, how we can access for ourselves and for them the maps that will lead us through that experience. Okay. Yeah. So it's the postpartum piece is extremely important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that, I mean, that's one of the biggest holes I see in, like, our traditional healthcare, but also any alternative forms is that the postpartum period is largely neglected. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, even if you manage to pull together the resources and the wherewithal to, for example, hire a doula, right? If it's a birth doula, then she'll see you maybe once postpartum. And if she doesn't have or if they don't have specific sort of a specific understanding of moving through emotionally difficult birth stories a lot of times it just it comes down to encouraging like no you were really brave yeah you did so great or it comes down to kind of sitting in that place with them saying yeah I know I can't believe your doctor did that that nurse was so unfair and both of those things make sense especially as starting points maybe yeah but it's that's not moving through 
Um, yeah, it's and, missing you know, the mark, I think. Yeah, or even if you have the wherewithal to hire um, a postpartum doula, for example, again, or a lactation consultant, someone who sees people, right? So even if you have that extra little bit of maybe financial power and knowledge to get yourself a little more postpartum support, I think lots and lots and lots of postpartum professionals are actually not really fully trained and fully versed in how to do these things. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, it is true. I mean, we love the parent. We sympathize with the parent. We encourage the parent. None of those things are what's really, really needed for the deep work of moving, having gone through the intensity of birth and how to continue to move through this transformation of self. Totally. I just totally agree with everything that you're saying. It's so true. And (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, I think important to get this out there and to have more people engaging in this sort of work. I agree. And I have to say one of the, um, something that really distinguishes birthing from within from a lot of different training modalities is that a lot of the focus is on the professionals themselves, what we say, doing their own work. I've we noticed that. Understand, yeah, we have to understand how to know ourselves. We have to understand how to move through our own emotionally difficult experiences. Um, so a lot of birthing from within training, not all of it, but a lot of it is actually directly experiential in the sense that if you're sitting out of a birthing from within workshop or training from, for, for professionals, a lot of it is not actually teaching you to work with parents. A lot of it is actually leading you through the same processes that we might lead parents through. Yeah, um, but, thinking but about that it, work is so important in order to be able to be a good care provider, I think. Yes, you can't, you can't do it with a parent unless you understand how it works from inside yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. not going to work otherwise. It yeah. just is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like that's what I've been looking for as a, as a doula is, um, yeah, having a better understanding of how to like put your own self through this and to understand. Heal or heal thyself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also, um, (laughs) I lost what I was about to say. All right, I'll come back to it. But yeah, it, that's really, really important, sort of that doing your own work um, and figuring out what's going on inside yourself. Definitely. Well, what brought you to this? How did you find birthing from within? I found it a, a, a few different times. <clears throat> I'd say I found it three different times. <laughs> I, I read the book when I was pregnant with um, my first child um, about 10 and a half years ago. And I understood it right away. Yeah. I got it. I got it right away. It just spoke to me for some reason, but I didn't really understand how one might deploy it. I just read it and I said, Hey, that's a cool book. Interesting. And then it stayed on my shelf. And then I re-encountered birthing from within when I began working for a childbirth education organization here in New York, um, because, um, some of their approaches were informed by birthing from within. And I really encourage their instructors to become trained in birthing from within, not because it was birthing from within branded instruction, but because they saw the value in it. Um, And so with their support, I attended what was at the time called an introductory training workshop. The training models changed a little bit, but at the time it was called an introductory workshop. And I attended it and it really just woke me up. 
Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I'm sorry. I <laughs> you know, birth workers, we're so subject to fatigue and burnout and jadedness. Yes. We see and hear the same damn things over and over and over and over again. And they're often sort of negative and discouraging things. Um, and there's not a lot of opportunity <clears throat> to renew and re-engage our practice in really stimulating ways. And birthing from within really offers that. It wakes you up and makes things really interesting. And so that happened to me at the intro training. And then I sort of piddled along, you know, doing a little bit of work here and there on, you know, my certification work. Mm -hmm. And then um, my advisor at the time said, you know, it's time to, it's time to go. It's time to do more advanced work here. And she inspired me to go to what was then at that time called the advanced workshop, the advanced retreat. And I went to a week long advanced retreat in Ojai, California. I just, that I, sounds amazing. I shut my <laughs> eyes and pulled the money together and pulled together like seven different babysitters for my two homeschooled children. <laughs> and I went and that was the real, that was sort of the, the, the end of the beginning. Yeah. So to speak, that was, that's what really brought me in saying, I'm, I'm all in, I'm doing this. Um, this is very important to me. And so I really went all in as soon as that training was over, I came back to the city. I started offering specific birthing from within classes, both private and group. And then, um, only a year later, just very recently, um, month and a half ago, I actually joined, um, the facilitation team. Um, the team that's going to be training professionals. Um, so I, I went, I, after like, you might say 10 years of warming up, I just stepped <laughs> on the accelerator fast. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, it, it has been, it has been. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on becoming a facilitator. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. It really, um, it allows me to widen my practice in ways that I think are really important. I mean, it, it's really like having this conversation with you and then being able to offer you something, being able to say, well, I can, I can help you find, you know, professional workshops and trainings in this model. That's, I mean, that's really the next step, right? Just talking about it is yeah. one thing, but then really being able to help professionals find this within their work, within their communities. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing <laughs> that I can do that. I'm so happy. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in this personally to to incorporate it into my work. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. challenging because there's no elevator speech for birthing from within, you know? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Like, you have to have a long so, talk about it, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the challenging thing. But I think so many birth workers, once they actually hear what it's actually about and not just, you know, making birth art and telling stories, um, <laughs> then, I mean, it's, I think... It's, I think it would be a rare birth worker who wouldn't find themselves really stimulated and refreshed by this. Approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, kind of not having the elevator speech makes it, makes you really just have to dive into it. Yeah. Well, it's like labor. It's like birth. Yeah. Right? At a certain point, you have to knuckle under. The thing is right. happening. It's happening, you know, it's, it's <laughs> a point in birthing from within where it just kind of, it starts happening. Um, and you just got to hang on for the ride, really listen and hang on. Absolutely. Well, how would you, um, 
I guess how how could you see like having parents and professionals getting involved? What are the the ways that they can do that? Yeah, so parents again, um, the birthing from within website is going to be made new by early summer, late spring, early summer, and at okay. that point it will become a, a maybe a slightly better resource than it is now. But it's still the current website does have listings of birthing from within instructors by region. Okay. Um, so that's a pretty easy way to find a professional, both for parents and professionals, right? If yeah. you want to find someone in your community doing this, um, that's a really good start. And then, um, yeah, and then you can reach out to them. Um, and, you know, in this, in our modern age, I would definitely recommend doing like Google, Facebook, Instagram searches for just birds yeah. from within and maybe the name of your city or community um, and, and see what pops up. Um, it's a little thin on the ground. This yeah. Is, it's a little thin on the ground right now. We're working to change that. That's why there's a facilitation team right now. Because um, thinking big right now, right, we feel like, you know, if we can introduce these maps and approaches to people, then we can really change the birth culture um, and really address incidences of birth trauma um, yeah. in our world. Um, so we're really wanting to work on that. So it is a little thin on the ground right now, but the likelihood is that you'll at least be able to find someone who's somewhat near you to connect with and to talk about. And then all of the facilitators will, you know, in various areas around the world, um, there are ones not in the States as well, do offer occasional workshops for professionals and then, um, training, um, actual training. If you decide you really want to train, um, is going to start after a little, we've taken a little hiatus. It's going to start to be available this summer, summer of 2018, and is going to be growing from there. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yep. Yep. It's really exciting. Does, um, and I'm just curious, uh, for professionals, um, would they be in a class with parents or are they just totally distinct? Yeah, that's a great question. They are completely distinct. Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. Occasionally they'll bring like some pregnant folks into a class to teach a sample class within a class that happens sometimes, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's two different things and we can't, you know, you want to be really careful about whether you're speaking to folks who are and are not initiated, you know, and the way that you talk and the way that you work is really going to change. So those are separate populations, even if some of the classes might look materially the same in terms of class outlines and things like that. Yeah. But just the, the way of speaking would be the way that we talk about it and our goals are, are sort of learning objectives as instructors um, are going to be really different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is wonderful. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Um, how do you, I'm just curious with like how it's taken in New York. Do you feel like it's something that people are open to? Um, I'm not sure I'm able to answer that question. Yeah, I guess um, that's hard. <laughs> but I will tell you a little bit about its situation in New York. Um, yeah. Birthing from within is uh, largely a Southwest and West Coast phenomenon, just in terms of where the founders and the original teachers are from <laughs> themselves, like where they mm-hmm. live. Um, so it's it's 
there are just fewer practitioners and have always been fewer practitioners on the East Coast and in the Northeast in particular. Um, so it's, it's, there are plenty of people in and around New York who have trained in it, but there are very few who've really pursued it. And right now in the city, I'm actually the only active birthing from with instructor, I think, in the tri-state area. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The only one who's so that's telling. offering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, a lot of it has to do with um, the me- training mechanisms that existed before, how available trainings were. And yeah. as they become more available, we hope that it will expand here. But there's definitely a cultural thing. I think that used to be more play than it was, you know, the East Coast, the the stereotype of the West Coast being kind of loose and hippie and Berkeley, you know? Yeah, yeah. Being straight-laced and Wall Street bro. The thing is, is, within the last 10 or 15 years, um, you might think of it as sort of like the artisanal or hipster culture. That's That's become commonplace in New York City. And in on the East Coast, in the Northeast, so a lot of these approaches are no, no longer seem so distinctly maybe West Coast as they may have like 20 years ago. Um, these yeah. languages of awareness and mindfulness and self-integration and symbolic journeys, these, this, is, this is common currency um, anywhere pretty much now. So I think New York is ready for this. All of New yeah. York is ready for it. Um, I agree. I feel like, I mean, outside of the birth world, even there's just a lot of like what we might subscribe to be the California lifestyle really coming in here. So exactly. That's exciting. Yeah. It's an exciting time for it to exist. Right. And it's enough in the popular imagination that I think really everyone is ready for this now. It's not so, I mean, I'll take the wall street bros in my class (laughs) and I, and I think you'll see that, that, um, that it, our culture has come around to a point where these ideas are familiar enough that it's not going to just automatically turn people off in the way that people used to be afraid that it might. There used to be a lot of fear around yeah. trying to teach birthing from within in the city and in the Northeast. But um, I don't, I personally do not feel that fear at all. Anymore. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, that's important. That yeah. makes it more effective. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, is there anything else you want to tell me about birthing from within or tell people how they could learn more about it? Yeah, definitely um, visit the birthing from within website, find professionals in your community, seek out those birthing from within workshops from professionals. And one thing that I would really, really encourage, this is mostly for professionals. I would really encourage them to maybe to look a little bit past maybe workshop titles and descriptions because again birthing from within is a little bit weak in the elevator speech departments Um, and I would say that it would be a rare birthing from within for for professionals workshop that would not be helpful to any professional and a lot of these workshops are actually all getting at the same thing no matter what they're called Um, okay do you know what I mean like whether we're talking about prenatal meetings or we're talking about how to support people in transition or how to support people after an emotionally difficult birth or how to find your way in your own practice or how to do quote-unquote personal work in your own practice no matter what the workshop says it's about it's all going to be about introducing and exploring these ideas that I just presented so if you find a birthing from within workshop 
for professionals in your area, I would say just go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, even, if it, even if it doesn't sound exactly like on target for what you're interested in, I'm betting it's going to be. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the elevator speech problem. Like, how do you boil it down to a snappy workshop title and a three-sentence description? It's hard. Yeah, you it's can't. Hard. So just go and yeah. you'll get it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I really think that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and telling me all about this. Thank you, Kaylee. I had such a great time. Yeah, me too. Hi, everybody. Just a quick note before this episode ends. I just wanted to let you know how you can get in touch with Koyuki if you want to. If you want to learn more about birthing from within or what she does, whether you're a birth professional or a soon-to-be birthing person, um, her website is birthingfromwithinnewyork.com. You can learn all about it, workshops that she's holding and everything um, she is having the uh, workshop for birthing professionals in New York on May 12th. Um, If anyone's interested, you should sign up. I'm planning to be there myself. I think it's going to be amazing. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Please let me know if you have any thoughts or feelings, any feedback I'd love to hear. Um, And then stay tuned for next week. I'm so excited to keep this going, and I hope you are too. Thanks so much for listening.